Welcome to Bite Size Therapy Podcast with Dr. Brian Rosino. Dr. Brian Rosino has over 20 years of experience as a talk therapist, and he uses short videos dealing with mental health issues in order to connect and educate hundreds of thousands of people. On this show, Dr. Rosino will make reference to his short clip videos and do his best to explain the mental issue reference and how it can be addressed. Dr. Rosino does not give medical advice, but hopes that he can help people understand what is going on mentally in order to go ask for clarification with their own personal mental health. How are you, man? Dr. Brian Rosino, you found something cool on Netflix once again. Michael Pollan. Going back to the well, you know. Um, <clears throat> so check this out. Yeah. We're looking at this psychedelic stuff, psychedelic science, Netflix yeah, series. Yeah. We uh, arrange our show today. My friend who lives in Italy sends me an invite. He's like, uh, you got any interest in going to this conference in Denver in June? And it's a psychedelic science conference. Sign me up, baby. So, so I'm going. <laughs> Talk about a quinky dinky. Yeah, it was perfect. We did a show on uh, Neuro Noodle with Heather Hargraves, and uh, yeah, you sent me that. Touched touched on psychedelics, and I'm like, I I got enough keeping busy with neurofeedback, but uh, <laughs> yeah, from the from the untrained, uh, unlicensed person, it it does seem to to me seem like it increases neuroplasticity or you know building new neuro neurons, new connections, and I think that's why the Beatles were so damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Um, well, it's, it's a, um, it's a huge, it's, it's really taking off. And it's uh, like in the last 10 years, there's been like this, a lot of research that is uh, uh, credible research that's been authorized and funded and it's being carried out. And there's actually uh, this, my, my friend actually, the guy that I'm actually doing the com the conference with, with is going to introduce me to this guy Rick Doblin, and he's uh he's like this visionary, no pun intended or pun intended whatever, um but he yeah man uh, he founded this organization called Maps, uh that is dedicated it's the multi multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies, and it's got like 170 million dollars of endowment um but in 2021 maps uh published this study using veterans and ptsd and managing uh their you know managing their ptsd with psychedelics and what they found was that over two-thirds of veterans uh that were diagnosed with like really serious ptsd yeah uh, pretty much recovered after being treated uh, with, uh, with LSD. Um, I'm trying to find that. Yeah, here we go. So uh, a two month follow-up after, after the initial treatment, 67% uh, were no longer uh, seen as uh, meeting the requirements for PTSD. And then at, at a year, uh, those results were, were durable. So uh, like meaning like most most of the most of the people still did not meet 
uh, eligibility. So that's pretty significant. It was considered uh, one of the one of the biggest breakthroughs uh, of the year as far as uh, science. How did it get such a bad rap in the late sixties, early seventies? All the San Francisco people, damn hippies. <laughs> they had a lot of. Hippies. <clears throat> they had a lot of research going. I think they got shut down. They got labeled yeah. as a Schedule One, and they had forty thousand people research researching it, and then, bleh. yeah, I mean, like Timothy Leary, people like that, who are, um, you know, what is it? Tune in, turn um, off, tune up, turn tune out, something <laughs> like that. Drop out, yeah. He that was his whole thing, right? So, uh, but yeah, he was doing a ton of research, and he was definitely like one of the true believers and um the research was was pretty uh compelling but that all got shut down it looked like with nixon uh and <laughs> his recategorizing of that and then it's war on drugs and uh for turn like, on tune turn on tune in drop out turn on tune in drop out sort of like our new listeners and watchers yes <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah. <laughs> so Nixon, he 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 brings Elvis in and all that trippy stuff, and then he yeah. he he turns on LSD. I mean, what? Yeah. It what they say? It's like uh, you can have a regular bomb and a nuclear bomb. You can have a regular intoxicant, and you can have LSD. Yeah. So, yeah. And you and you can't OD on it. Yeah. No adverse uh, effects. Um, you know, I think I think all of these things have qualifications of like, you know, um, you know what we're talking about. If we're talking about microdosing, or if we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like regular dose, or you know, and check you know, with I'm check with your private personal physician before you do anything. Yeah, yeah, the guy that you meet behind the gym. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's one of those things. It does sound. A little too good to be true in, in a lot of ways uh, that, you know, because it's sort of like this miracle drug. But I what I think is really interesting about this is what it tells us, you know, uh, and this is what Netflix gets into it, what it tells us about consciousness and our our states of consciousness and what that has to do with, uh, you know, like spotlight and a lantern. Yeah, the spotlight and the lantern consciousness. And go wow. over that. Go over that. Basically, the the work of uh, developmental psychologists looked at uh, babies. That is, um, uh, people that are four years and under. Um, that and looks looking at their problem solving and their attention attentional capacity. And basically, she she describes them as, as having really really strong attention and really in. in many cases uh very strong problem solving skills um their their attention is more diffuse though like a lantern you know so it's very bright but it's diffuse so it's paying attention to everything at once and it's like a, it's like a blank hard drive that's writing right and if you have everything you haven't seen before it's going to write a lot oh i saw that before i'm not going to pay attention to it and i'm going to go on to something new is yeah that right or no yeah, I mean, it's that's I mean that's where the idea of a sponge comes from. Where you know it's just like you know it's taking in all the information and it's compiling this data, 
and it's learning about the environment and how the, the environment reacts to certain things and testing things out and playing with things. I think of it sort of as a like, you know, the 3D printer, but inside your head of, of the world, you know, this idea of, you know, it's building internal images uh, and an information base that later on will come in really handy as far as figuring out new problems because you understand the material world, you understand what it means when water's wet and you, when something, you know, is, is a piece of metal, uh, you know, something's hot, you know, versus cold. And all of these things are being figured out, you know, at, at tremendous speed. I mean, just if you think about like everything that a newborn has to take into its, its brain and, and learn about the world, it's pretty, pretty amazing. But, you know, this ability to mentally represent and, uh, you know, hold pictures of the world in your head really uh, uh, begins around eight months. You know, they call that object permanence. Um, the ability to then uh, be able to sort of hold contrasting ideas or two different pictures in mind at once, uh, that starts around four years of age, three years of age, actually. Um so you can, you know, you can think about something, you know, being wet and and uh, cold and hot at the same time. Um, and you're able to like kind of put those, integrate that information, figure out that it would mean that it would be like, you know, lukewarm uh, if it was if it was water that was put together. You know, you can you can start to you can start to work with information that's, you know, very contradictory. Uh, and that's like a major milestone as far as problem solving, which is really amazing. So the spotlight, uh, spotlight attention or consciousness is really how many adults, uh, that is individuals who are, you know, above 20, for the most part, 25, uh, they, we, we're very focused in a, on a particular set of things during our day. And we have a line of thinking that's already been sort of, a, it's been established that has to do with our routines and, and our goals and our recent memories and, and all of those things. And so we're basically um, on this path that, that's been const already constructed for us by this spotlight consciousness. We're really just focused on a particular set of things. When you, when you use a psychedelic, what it does is it brings you back to that lantern consciousness where you can actually unlock from that spotlight focus that you've had and then start to consider lots of other perspectives on what's happening around you and, and break let's talk about increasing freedom breaking free of you know some of the uh ideas that maybe constrained you is it like having a maze in your head that you've it, it was written in there a long time ago and there's a certain path to get through the maze and then now you take a psychedelic or neuroplasticity you're 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 making a new maze and you're find you know finding a new way to get through is that yeah. is that a d decent analogy yeah i think that's a great analogy man yeah i think uh uh for sure i mean um we talk about things like inherited beliefs, you know, we inherit so many beliefs uh, from previous generations about anything from, you know, how gravity works to uh, what's the best way to approach a woman. 
uh, religion, 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 rigidity. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, work ethic, uh, you know, what morality, these are all inherited beliefs. And what it does is it gives us a guide for how to interface with the world. And, uh, but what it also does at the same time is it constrains us to certain options, right? And we don't really know, we don't realize that we're being constrained in our options. We just uh, are so used to viewing the world through these lenses. Um, and so what, what you're talking about with the maze, that's pretty much what we're what we're traveling on is this maze that's in some ways been set out for us. The psychedelics allow you to actually step outside of that maze in a way. You know, so this is what we mean by the, the matrix, right? <laughs> it's this idea of the matrix. You know, you're stepping outside of this uh, configuration of reality uh, that uh, you've been so sure about and and you know, you, you've relied on for so long, and now you're being able to consider it in a different way. So really, that's why the Beatles were so good, because, you know, rock and roll was done a certain way. Then all of a sudden, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Cuckoo, yeah. cuckoo. I am the walrus. I don't know what that means, but I love it, baby. But it's almost like an NFL player using steroids. It's almost cheating, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well... I don't know, man. I, I, you know, who am I to who am I to say? Who am I to say? <laughs> I think um it's fascinating, you know, and and I personally or professionally need to well, I think personally I'd love to learn more about it. Yeah. Professionally I need to know more about it though, uh in terms of the neuropsychology of how this works and you know how these new pathways get get established um you know it it's seems like it's a it's a little bit like you got a lego set right that's already uh put together yeah. and what the psychedelic allows you to do is it allows you to take pieces from the lego set and move them around right and reconstruct this reality that you're in or if it's a problem you're thinking about you know it can do that but you're able to you're able to look at this lego set from like all these different angles and have all this different information to to, to help you so toward, toward, towards the end of the show they 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 showed somebody getting an eeg eeg done and they were tracing the the pathway you know the connections uh, the routing through, and uh, it looked to me like the short, this was helping getting the shortest path to wherever it needed to go. Because if you have to go all over the place to find the information, it's almost like, remember defrag on your laptop back in the day? Yeah. You'd have to yeah. run that to get all the information in one spot. I think it's sort of similar to that. Why do you think, so was it just Nixon or the media? Why do you all turn on psychedelic? <laughs> like I, we could be so far ahead. You think the drunk companies were? Uh... So you know, I have no idea, really. I mean, I mean, that's why you, we're doing a podcast. We can we speculate probably, all. Yeah, that. so we get to, I, you know, edit that part out and then uh, make yeah, okay. Really sure right. about what I'm saying. So <laughs> I think it's probably, I pro it's probably like there's a lot of sociocultural factors that played into it. You know, including the war, the Vietnam War, yeah, right. and the protests, and the countercultural movements. And 
there was just a lot of things that were threatening um, societal norms that had been in place for a long time. And, and I think uh, it was just in the midst of a time of like tremendous upheaval. And one of the, I think, you know, the scapegoat probably was LSD. I mean, it probably was an, a very convenient or it was a very believable, uh, you know, case that LSD was turning people into crazy people that, you know, would, questioning authority. That, yeah. I mean, of course, you would have to be insane to question authority in our way of life. Right. And Nixon. Yeah. And Nixon. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, you know. Um, I think I think a lot of those things played into it. Uh, but, you know, the old fear machine is using the fear machine to advance a political agenda is uh, really um, I mean, that's right out of the playbook, you know. So uh, and I'm sure there were a lot of corporate sponsors to that sort of thing, you know, that, um, you know, found that that they were threatened, their interests were threatened, you know. Um, you know, pharmacy, medicine, uh, you know, these are these are all things that uh, probably got a little nervous. Well, I threw out the Beatles getting a little extra help from LSD, uh, possibly Steve Jobs, all this stuff from Apple, you know, yeah. that he came, he came up with, you know, you, you must have a phone in this hand. You must have, you know, a music player in this hand. What if we put it together? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That sledgehammer commercial. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe a lot of stuff can. Yeah. So we, so we need more people to do LSD? Is that what we're saying? That is Just a, a, a 20th of a dose? I think that's where we're headed. Um, well, so here, here's part of where this leads me uh, in in my thinking and, and just kind of like regular day-to-day -day thing. You know, this point's points us in the direction of some some lifestyle changes or life, lifestyle uh, behaviors, you know, in terms of like amount of relaxation that we get, amount of like time, quiet time and meditation that's distraction free uh, so that we can free up, you know, our mind uh, from, from all the preoccupations and the worries and concerns that we're pelted with all day long, you know. Um, being able to play, you know, finding ways to play, meaning engaging in activities that are, that are fun, but they involve some challenge and problem solving and, you know, uh, creativity, use of, uh, use of objects or information in new ways that, you know, uh, have you stretch your, your way of thinking in your mind. These are, these are all like really, really important practices that can help you with this this lantern state of consciousness or or, or or you know breaking out of or, or at least loosening up that spotlight consciousness um so so in terms of like you know mental hygiene that's one of the big takeaways that i get from this you know that it's very very important to be able to unplug and and the, and the idea of meditation you know Getting going outside and being being in uh, nature uh, where you can really just settle down and take things in um, can do um, it can do a lot in terms of being able to inspire you or or open up 
uh, new solutions to problems that you've been working on for a while. You want some mushrooms? I fucking love some mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so now help me out. I'm not, we're not trying to push drugs, but we've heard that, you know, just say no to drugs. Okay. I think people are dying more from booze in there. I, I taking fentanyl that's aside, all. I'm just, I'm taking fentanyl aside, but like weed. Okay. Can you, can you OD on weed? Nah, no. We okay. Can't. I mean, it'd be really high. You know what? You, you probably die from overconsumption of Doritos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I so think, that, I think, I think, I think if you OD on pot, you just get really, really friendly. <laughs> or, or some people, you know, their anxiety goes off the chart. That's true. Some people you know, do. Have, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. <laughs> well, the Doritos, you can tell a, a, a pot addict by their orange fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but LSD. I, I was surprised uh, after all this time, you can't OD from it, but they show all these people like their minds exploding, but that doesn't seem to really be the case. Not condoning it, but there's all the stuff that's legal that can kill you. Well, right. Yeah. Like, you know, legal, legal doesn't mean safe, right? Yeah. Legal doesn't mean healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just, uh, it, it means that it's, it's met, it's past a certain bar of you know acceptability uh but you know it does, it, cigarettes i mean alcohol is like totally like in terms of the spotlight consciousness uh versus lantern consciousness um i don't think alcohol helps you expand your mind um i think what it does is that it it, it quiets your mind but it's sort of like deadening um, you're thinking more than anything. Um, and it's got a, just a lot of like negative effects, side effects, right? Like, I don't know about you, but like the day after I've had a few drinks, I never really feel great. You know, like it's usually, there's usually some weird kind of like the recovery and like a little, you feel, feel a little guilty, a little bad. And it's like, but like, why, where's that come from? And I think that's because that's, what it does is it triggers for a lot of people, it triggers a little bit of depressive thinking, you know, that withdrawal or anxiety and it, yeah. Or anxiety. Exactly. Cause you're dehydrated and that screws up your, your, your chemicals. And you know, it's look, not, nothing's well, good for you. You got to pick your poison. It's just that some of uh, the stuff that some people, the media said is poison. They should be a lot harder on alcohol and cigarettes than they are. And maybe have a more open mind on LSD. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I think it's going to happen in that direction. And the VA has um, started to implement uh, these protocols, these uh, psychedelic protocols to work with veterans to address this PTSD issue. Yeah. Um, and, and and it's an initial part of the initiative of this, um, this MAPS program uh, that, you know, is is to fight against trauma, um, collective trauma. Um, what they, it's interesting, if you go through their kind of, this presentation, they look at trauma from a lot of different angles, uh, including, you know, they want to reach out to people in war-torn countries, you know, and help them 
uh, with their, you know, ability to cope with what's happened or, you know, terrible poverty. Um, and they've just started to actually do some research in adolescents using psychedelics uh, who have experienced significant trauma to see if this can help there. So, I mean, I think the heart is the heart is in the right place. They're not just out there to, you know, party, but right. there's there's definitely like a legitimate sense that, um, you know, this can do some good. Headaches, chronic clusters. Uh, I thought it was weird. I, I guess in Sweden, I think it was Sweden. They have like an exit clinic or a suicide clinic that. I thought that was, I, that caught me too. Yeah. Like, oh man, that's you, uh, that you don't want to live anymore. You just show up, you make an appointment at the exit clinic. I wonder what the paperwork looks like. <laughs> I think it's just like, I think you have, it's like food stamps or something. I think you just have to have like some tickets. Well, like if you're going to get a divorce, there's like a cooling out period, you know, it's, oh, you want to check out? Well, hold on now. Now we make gallows humor, but. Yeah, no, that's uh, a, it's a valid point, you know, like, because there's got to be, I would imagine, you know, <laughs> you're not going to take everybody that's, that wants to do an appointment because, you know, it's like, well, when did you start to feel this way? Oh, just now, you know? Right, I mean, right, right, right. You're going to take people that have been like suicidal in the last 24 hours um, versus somebody who's like facing like really dire medical situation that's going to involve tremendous pain and you know them losing their mind and and also by the way going to cost their loved ones uh their you know all of their financial security um that's a different case <laughs> you know so yeah right. I imagine there's got to be some way to make that decision well this well suicide i mean just pick your your uh, weapon of choice guns okay very v more people die from suicide from guns than actual shootings and they publicize these mall shootings which okay great but why don't you deal with the intent and help out you know you know parity law if pay this the insurance company should pay the same for a broken arm than than a dysregulated brain yes absolutely no question um and you'll save a lot of broken arms Doing yeah. That yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so as usual, another great little gem that you found here. Yeah, uh, just Doc. A, little, a little diamond in the rough, you know, sort of like, sort of like you, Pete. <laughs> Acquire taste. <laughs> Possibly. Well, <laughs> I think really, I should. Do, I think I should do the podcast though from the conference. I think I should find a. You when, know, when is this conference? It's June nineteenth to like June twenty fourth. Tell, make sure you tell everybody you're from Canada over there. Yeah? They don't like Americans. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, wow. Even though tourism should be the number one. We'll, we'll edit that in post. I'm so next a, time. I'm going to wear a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Flip-flops. Long live the king. Or God <laughs> save the queen. <laughs> yeah, what do they say now if it's not God save the queen? Um. Long they got they, they got a yeah long live the king okay i don't know they got, yeah. they got well that's a long line of merchandise that needs to be changed yeah yeah it's like 100 years that's gonna be that's gonna be a real bitch <laughs> <laughs> so doc next time we get together we're gonna talk about shrooms yeah all right yeah is that so, the next episode 
Yeah, that's what I saw. Shroom. So shroom uh, it. So hopefully we we whetted your appetite not only to watch Netflix, but maybe to expand your recreational drug of choice. <laughs> but also, you know, like, hey, coming back to those lifestyle changes, right? Like, yeah. Don't, you know, get out there and play. Like, give it, this is why they have these break rooms and, and businesses with, you know, that have foosball tables and cornhole and putting greens. And because yeah. it's important to be able to shift your mindset. And if you can do stuff like play and also unplugging and relaxing, um, it's it's going to be but it's it'll make you we, rich in the end. We've we've always done it that way, Doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't you tell me. That's how we've done it for twenty years, man. Yeah, give <laughs> me your dippy dippy ideas. All right, Doc. Till we see Bye, you man. next week. Bye. Sounds good.